0: The Cal Halbert Podcast. Hello friends, thank you for downloading and listening to this week's episode of The Cal Halbert Podcast. My guest this week is Charlie Hawkins. You'll probably best know Charlie as Darren Miller from Eastenders. I met Charlie when I was working down at Love Sport Radio down in London and he's a wonderful wonderful guy and become a very good friend. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. <laughs> the Cal Halbert Podcast. I'm very pleased to say that on the podcast today, the Cal Halbert podcast, a very, very clever name. It took me days and days and days to work out that now. I've got Charlie Hawkins. Welcome, Charlie. Woohoo! Yes,
1: I had to give myself my own woohoo there. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> That's so exciting. No, it's because I'm excited to be on this podcast and speak to you and to see your face. Hey, that is
0: well a joy. Well, wow, you really have had a bad lockdown, haven't you? If that's, uh,
1: <laughs> if that's no, what it's, you... A, it's a high I hold you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing through the lockdown? Uh, I've been waiting for this podcast and I, <laughs> it's like a sort of advent calendar. I was crossing off when I could see that face. So today is podcast Christmas. I'm like, yes, seeing you. Oh, smile on my wow. face, spring
0: in my step. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. How have you broken down the the, the po- I, mean, I say the, I nearly said the podcast and the, the lockdown. I would say the first part of lockdown. Mm. I'm not going to lie, it was pretty good not having to do anything and not feel guilty. Fantastic. Yeah, it's almost like a
1: really, really good night out. Uh, lockdown one was like yes lads we're going out fantastic oh it's going to be amazing and the thought of lockdown was brilliant everyone was going to watch a netflix series everyone was going to do amazing writing that they've never had the discipline to do before (laughs) everyone was going to do things second lockdown the money's gone the night out's turning great we're getting kicked out the bar third lockdown oh hangover terrible no one wants it Bring on the Lucas Aid and the Iron Brew and the McDonald's and the KFC because this hangover needs to be fixed immediately.
0: (laughs) There is no amount of smoothie that can fix this. There's not a chance. (laughs) I don't know. Crunchy McFlurry goes a long way in this (laughs) household. Although the first lockdown was great because Mm. at least I had the Tiger King to keep me like sane. I managed to watch the Tiger King.
1: Yeah, I did. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Did you see that... um, Obviously, we're recording this the day after uh, President Trump is no longer president. It's now President no. Biden. But did you see that uh, Joe Exotic was hoping for a presidential pardon? It apparently had a limo waiting. Yeah, now, he did. Why is this man not getting more time on
1: the news? Yes, there's lots to be spoke about: vaccines, COVID, Joe Biden. But this man should be item number two or three, I think, with a limo outside waiting. Pardon
0: the man, but yeah, absolutely. Carol Baskin killed her husband. I believe yeah, that. You go, yeah, all right, That's, Joe. That was the real 2020 mystery. <laughs> did she do it or not? I reckon she did, personally. But, I mean, I don't want to be slanderous. I don't want to get Oh, Careful. we right.
1: will have to edit this part.
0: I'm not going to. She did. No, she didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Well,
1: it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because, and did you see um, people do cameo now, don't they? Mm. So, you know, when they get paid to, to write a message, my fees, I have to pay them. <laughs> to, to get me to do it, um, do you do no, cameo? Do you do? Cameo? I don't know, I don't do cameo, but weirdly, if we, we, we're this is what's going to happen with me and you, we're going to it's going to be a tangent of many things, we're not going to cover one subject. But I did a play with someone who had literally a cameo in Game of Thrones, no lines, and he's charging 50 quid on cameo for whatever message. Now, if he's earning out of that, one fair play, two i'm fuming
0: 50 quid for a glorified (laughs) extra
1: role yeah but he was he was quite a big part but he had no lines he was um oh he was some king that got married at the end it was quite a big part
0: but shocked yeah cameos the big business See, I've done, because most people will know you, Charlie, uh from mm. EastEnders. You do a bit of EastEnders, dabbled in I that, did, yeah. Uh, you were... Well, I know eight years, a bit more than a dabble. I was yeah, going to say, really. yeah. I was trying to yeah. be. Well, I, I
1: was th- planning it, Dan. Planning it. Down. Never been the same. Never been the same. <laughs> what? Well, what is it now? Five million views. Yeah, I left it at ten. So don't want to go on about it. You know, facts and stats can't speak for themselves. So we never lost the Soap Award when I was there, but you know, have they won since Emma, Dale, Corey? I mean, look. Numbers can't lie, you know, so why argue with it?
0: (laughs) But before EastEnders, one of your Mm. co-stars has just had a new movie out, the Borac 2 movie, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in Ali G. Yes. Uh, You
1: were in Ali G. Yeah, and look what he's gone on to, Bigger and Better Things. I think what we're noticing, Cal, everyone that I work, a touch of gold. So you after this, whoo, straight up. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. So he, he's doing really well. Yeah. Everyone does really well. And here I am in lockdown just sort of contemplating water paintings and so on and so forth.
0: How can I do this five-year-old puzzle? Hmm. <laughs> do you know what? I've started doing jigsaws actually. I, did, I love uh, puzzles. Do you? Well, the thing is, is that I thought I can't, you can't buy a jigsaw less than five hundred pieces and be credible, yeah. do you know? And I thought, right, okay because I know my partner's just gonna bully me about it if I don't buy No, a... I think it's credible. And I was well, so do I, but he's like oh you have you have to have one at least a thousand five hundred pieces. I was like, right, okay.
1: No, who made in the puzzle please? I'm not having that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank no chance. You. Thank you, Charlie.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you on him. <laughs> the but- Puzzle Police. There's a podcast in itself. <laughs> Episode one. Missing piece forty-seven.
0: <laughs> but I was very tempted because I got because I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything. He's still working, mm. like working moment and stuff. And I, I'm not. I obviously our industry's been completely knackered. We, Decimated. We yeah, absolutely. What industry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no industry. Absolutely. And uh, I thought, oh, well, I'll buy some jigsaws. So I ordered... I love flags as well. I like looking at flags. So I thought, oh, I'll get a Flags of the World one. I said, That's a 1,000-piece one. Yep, brilliant. Love that one. I thought all the colours, they'll fit together. It would be nice and easy to work out. Ordered it, said 1,000 pieces. Brilliant. It came, it was 160 pieces. It took me 20 minutes. And I was... <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> they lied to you? Yes. That's, you yeah, should have yeah. sent that back and got a full refund. I mean, yeah, it's sad. We obviously... We just had Christmas. Uh, I say it like we just had Christmas, like my only my family celebrated. Yeah, we just <laughs> had that Christmas back then. That was fun. Um, whatever it was, well, it wasn't that fun because obviously lockdown. But yeah, I asked uh, for Christmas. Uh, I got a puzzle and I got Lego. So I'm I'm, I'm going back years. But yeah, I've done a, like a thousand a piece. So I would have passed. Uh, <laughs> Hedwig in Harry Potter. This is nice. my life right now. Yeah, oh, it nice. was, yeah, really, really nice. So... Um, it's what I'm doing, yeah, Lego and, and puzzles. I
0: and, do uh, love Lego, entries. but it's so bloody expensive, Lego. It's,
1: it's so expensive. I can't work it out. It's just, it's the market, isn't it? Since David Beckham said he loved it, the prices <laughs> just soared up. Typical yeah, yeah. Beck's ruining it for yeah. everyone Build else. Build
0: it like Beckham. That's what we doing. Oh. That's all it was.
1: <laughs> Touché. Touché.
0: <laughs> so you you got a puzzle, and what was the uh, So a puzzle, and what else did you get for Christmas? I've
1: got a, pu- a puzzle, which I've not started because... Um, my, my nan, bless her, got me this puzzle, and I, I, I gave it to big endear. I said, "Yeah, get me a tough one, nan." So she's found. It's called the Impossible Puzzle, but what it is, it's a painting, but it's it's like of of a lake, uh, uh, like a, a blossom tree over it. But the picture is so identical with the colours and the shades, it would be very. It's quite difficult to put what what pieces where. So um, fair to say, uh, nearly the end of January, haven't started it, but it will be at some <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> I Cheers, will. Nan. I will start. So you Nan, if anything, mm. your Nan did what you asked for. You asked for a difficult one. Yeah. Completed that. <laughs> She's mm. nailed yeah. that. But
1: if she if she listens to this, which she will because you know she Nan's like a they're fan of their grandchildren's work, ain't they? Where mum's like, yeah, don't worry about it. But Nan, if she listens to this, I have completed it and I'll just skip forward seven minutes to this part. So yeah, it was great, Nan. Loved it.
0: <laughs> well you're based down in London, aren't you?
1: Yeah, London uh, have been forever, really. Islington, born and bred. Yeah, I mean, London, obviously, at the minute, is is really at the centre, isn't it, of uh, uh, the pandemic and really everything that's happening. It's Yeah, it is crazy. Obviously, on a serious note, we're now in this, this third lockdown. But it feels weird, this lockdown. I don't know about you. Maybe you could speak for it. But the first lockdown, streets were empty, no cars, everywhere was closed. The second one was kind of half enough. but. The road still today is so busy. Loads of people on the street. I'm not... I don't quite get it, really, if we're we're in lockdown. But I suppose more people now can go back to work and everyone's sort of finding their footing. But, yeah, it's it's a strange time, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is very, very, very difficult. And, I mean, I think we've... So, I'm up in Newcastle. So, we've had it ever so slightly tougher than you, I think, when it went to the tier system. So, we were in tier three from the off. So... Our pubs haven't reopened since the end of lockdown one, um, so the mm. lockdown... which is the
1: big problem here? Let's get into it. The pubs are no, <laughs>
0: yeah, we do want to go to the pub, like <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>, going gonna... <laughs> yeah. to lie, just once that... for a month. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all I want. So at the end of lockdown, <laughs> the pubs did open, and then when they closed again, when we went into when the tier system mm. came out, they haven't reopened since. And uh, it may it may come as a surprise, Charlie, right? But the Geordies <laughs> in the northeast. Bloody love the pub, right? <laughs> they, <laughs> they proper love it. <laughs> it's more important than most
1: people's living rooms, the pub. Like, mm. well, the, the the sad thing is, uh, I think it's the same for everyone. Everyone misses the pub, misses that, you know, that social interaction. I think also it, it stands me. You know, we keep hearing on the news they go, um, they say all online alcohol sales have soared through the roof. Well, obviously, the pubs are closed. Where else are people going to be getting their booze from? It's not like everyone's turning into alcoholics. We're not going to the pub. So make sure you bring the 20 case round to the flat. (laughs) Obviously. Like, it's not rocket science,
0: is it? No, I don't think it is. I think when it first came We're not drinking more. We're just drinking more at home. (laughs) (laughs) Because we can't go out. But the positive is there is no shame about chucking... Half a no. half a recycling box full of cans into the bin. You go, and everyone, no one looks yeah. at you badly anymore because they're all the same.
1: <laughs> well, this is it. This is massive. There's probably a gag in this, but you know, you have those sort of. It's like neighborhood watch. No one wants to hear the clinking of the wine bottles in the morning, you know, because they come th- they come round ours Thursday about half six. So me and my mum we've got it down six o'clock. We're out there slipping the bottles. No one, but now. It's like, it's like a tick. It's like a molehill. Like everyone, just get them on. Just get them on. Get <laughs> rebuild, in the new batch. Rebuild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, could do, we could do Lego with our own wine bottles. Now, that one goes in there. It's Jenga, so they don't all fall down. We'll, we'll make a
0: puzzle out of that. It's ridiculous. Kaplunk um, over here. Awesome. Yeah, we've got, we've, got, we've got nothing else, have we? So, yeah, it's terrible. Well, Charlie, we first met when I, I was working down at Love Sport, Love Sport Radio, yeah. um, RIP. Doesn't exist anymore. Oh, uh, okay, see, time. see what happens. Me and see you now have, we could toast the gone. glass. Yeah, there you go.
1: See there you go. We sad times. No, yeah, we did meet there, and what uh, that was one of the genuine highs for me was meeting you and 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 getting to work with you. Oh, no, please, it was. I'm being please, serious. Please don't. you at... No, please. no. Uh, do you know what? I feel really lucky about Love Sport actually because including yourself, one of the things that it did give me, I don't know why, I feel like I, I met some really like, talented and cool people there and people that it, I've stayed in touch with. I've, I'd like, you can see the friends, don't you? You stay yeah. in touch because you know, all the other jobs we do, and you must, you know, from, from gigging and, and doing um, comedy and, and the people you meet on the circuit, it's rare that you, you stay in touch with people. But a Love Sport, there's a handful of people where other jobs, you sort of do the work and then you move on. But I've stayed in touch. I, I, I don't know why that is. Maybe we're all of a similar age, obviously, like you said, similar industry, but it is quite nice that there is kind of a, a small Love Sport community, yeah. maybe, perhaps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think it's also because... It's the conversations that we all have at the pub. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like what I would the chat that I would have at Love Sport is about Newcastle United and Shrewsbury Town and the tennis or the golf or whatever was on. Do you know, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be whatever was on. That's the conversation that I have at the pub, and I can carry on that conversation because I can't go to the pub at the moment and chat to yeah. everybody else because I'll be honest, most of the people I drink in the pub with, I probably don't have their number. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. might have one or two, but most of the time, it is just the chance that we're the regulars we'll pop in and we'll have to say we'll chat about whatever it is yeah. so the guys most of the guys that love sport whose numbers I have and I became friends with and chatted, I've carried on that conversation through lockdown it really helps to be honest mm, yeah definitely and I think I don't know. Maybe it's because it's not a
1: normal job in the sense that you know you had your show on the weekends. Everyone's only coming in for their their set time and they're a lot of time. So hello, come on, best show in the UK by far. Um, <laughs> but you you was you was never there enough to sort of get on each other's nerves, I yeah. suppose, or or be on each, be on each other's toes in each other's pockets. You sort of, so you look forward to like oh I'll see Cal again on Sunday and we'll mm-hmm. have a little laugh for that ten minutes in that crossover. And you sort of you build relationships over in that time. So it is sad that we don't really we do that and you know I'm, obviously I felt there was a was a market for love sport with only obviously one uh sports radio out there you know he who can't be named talk sport um <laughs> but yeah but so there was definitely a market for it it's a shame obviously but with this it's you know it, it's I don't even know I mean yeah. without getting too deep how this industry is now you know even in terms you must know voiceovers and everything else and so many of my friends who are who are actors and are now doing other jobs because obviously everyone's still got rent to pay. And and that's kind of, you know, without going off on one, but, people think oh you know you do comedy or you do radio or you, you do acting you you're, you're set you're loaded you'll be fine oh this you ride this out but that's not the case is it for everyone right. and loads of people now i know are like oh, i won't go back into acting after this i'm sort of i've got this office job they've given me a contract and people get you know used to being I'm, I'm comfortable again
0: don't they They get used yeah to and and
1: i can't and who, who can who can argue with that you know regular money because in this industry the one thing we don't get is consistent mm. money because yeah. we're we're jobbing comedians jobbing actors so When it's good, it's great. But when it's bad, it's absolutely
0: terrible. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. No, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. Oh, I've just... (laughs) I don't know why this has come across, but I've just remembered a time where after one of the shows, me and you Mm -hmm. went for dinner... Uh, was in mm. that pasta place around the corner from Love Sport by the Tate
1: we've done a few times for a few times we went for pints didn't we yeah we did but... a few times <laughs> oh, but the
0: before good old you got your train back the good yeah. old... that's what I mean
1: that's what is, is this... <laughs> how ridiculous is it on a scale of one to ten when now we say the good old days about just going for a pint, oh the good! <laughs> I feel like you know, I'm a grandparent. You know, it wasn't like that in my day. It wasn't oh. like you know, where you, you go for a pint with your mate. I'm like, I don't know. It's just strange. Are we ever going to get that again? It feels so close and yet ridiculously far off. Really.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I do agree. But I wanted to ask you, did I did I embarrass you that time at the the, the pasta restaurant where the woman said something, but she wasn't even making eye contact with me? So I just asked her are you talking to me um and there was just this moment of silence where you just looked at me as if to say what well, why why would you cause an argument here Well, why are you Did I? Yeah, do you Well,
1: it must have not you must have not, you may have embarrassed me, but <laughs> maybe not on a serious level because I I don't even have a recollection of what you're talking about, but oh, for the good. sake of this pod <laughs> Actually, I'm furious about it. Yeah, don't ever embarrass me in person again. And this is why I only agree to this over Zoom. Because if this was in a real studio, there's no no chance. No, no. no, no. You're we'd dead be having to a me. scrap. It'd be awful. Yeah, you're locked down dead to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when did you first get into acting?
1: Um, really young uh, and, and purely by chance because... Uh, obviously you know i'm quite energetic talk very fast very hyper and i think my mum bringing me and my brother up she was just like right these two are doing my absolute heading right they need to like go somewhere (laughs) and more i think to give my mum a few hours off from us rather than uh channel that energy and we ended up going to uh here in north london there was a sort of a after school drama club which was um uh, it, it, was, it was quite renowned. It, it, it was it, not, I won't say prestigious, but it, 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 if you as a youngster getting into that, that was where you go. It was called Down Theatre. And then one thing led to another and started having a couple of auditions, uh, went up for a couple of jobs, started getting a, a few small parts here and there, one lines here and there, you know, mm. all the same parts, Cheeky chappy, Londoner, you know, typical sort of rascal boy. And then the next thing you know, EastEnders were casting for a family, and i remember the casting director come uh Katrina Collins and her assistant and um they had everyone in the lineup like oh why do you want to be an EastEnders? why do you want to be an EastEnders? or like why do you want to be an actor and i was the last in line and i thought this is really boring and they got to me <laughs> the in they went oh why do you want to be an EastEnders? i went i don't i want to play for arsenal now is this finished <laughs> and they obviously thought that that was they loved it and uh, they brought me back and then I had loads of auditions after that. And uh, when they told me this story, cause I didn't really obviously remember it. And I just was being honest. I said, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. It's so rude. Like to answer the question like that. They said, no, because we didn't want a uh, sort of a stage show kid like jazz hands. We wanted someone who kind of was the part really kind of didn't, really, under- yeah, didn't really understand the world and stuff. And, wasn't phased by like, oh, here's a potential chance to be in the show. And then obviously one thing led to another and uh, we was brought in on a six-month contract and then stayed for eight years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you must have done something right. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy really because I think
1: even whatever you do in life, I think whatever job you do, once you're in it, it sort of time flies by really quickly. It didn't feel like eight years. It never like, all of a sudden I was like, you know, I started at, 12, 13 and left at 21. And I was like, it was ridiculous. So, you know, it was a big chunk of my life, but also quite an important chunk because it's the chunk where you're sort of uh, growing up, obviously, and forming who you are, finding out who you are and your identity and, and that, and that can be tough when you're in the, the public eye and stuff. Yeah. But um, it must have been pretty was...
0: cool, though, wasn't it? 12, 13 years oh, old amazing. in school on telly nearly every night. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was. Yeah, it was the best experience. It
1: was the best experience of my life. I think the cool thing that was was getting out of school because I, I went to school so little because we was filming. So when you're a kid, you don't want to go to school, and you know he's like, "Oh, Charlie, didn't do your homework. Wasn't in, sir. So one nil." So, you know, never, <laughs> never, never, uh, never had to do homework and stuff, but I did have a tutor. So I did get Randy, obviously BBC disclaimer, but, um, <laughs> yeah, sort of that, that, but the, the thing that you mentioned sort of had ups and downs really, because obviously when you're a kid kidney extenders, you can sort of, not that the kid the kids actually were always fine and they were never jealous. The teachers could be actually more funnier than the kids and you're sort of thrust into a limelight as a youngster yeah. when sometimes when you do want to grow behind the scenes and sort of you're still finding who you are you can't really do that when you're in a public limelight but um but yeah obviously all all the pros outweigh a very 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 few tiny cons
0: yeah i oh, know uh, it's really interesting that because i mean i look back at, at at school and stuff and i do think what a waste of time i i really mm. do and i and i think school <sighs> I don't know how to put this without belittling education because it is important education, but I Mm. do think loads of it is rubbish and a complete waste of time. All I'm saying is no one has ever learned anything from a book, right? Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think they should do classes that are, you know, not common sense classes, but, you know, stuff that will help you in later life. Yeah, life skills. Thank you. How to change a bed. Uh, That's why you're professional and I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like... (laughs) In lockdown, I'm now doing those things, uh, and I'm, you know, thirty. I should be doing them. Uh, 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 you know, I finally mastered toast, and next week I'm doing beans on toast. So you just gradually go through the skills, don't
0: you? But they should, they should teach you. Just things. wait until you get beans on toast with little sausages in, mate. Oh, that is
1: no, that looks that looks master. I don't know if I'm that level. Sort of too far for me. Too far for
0: me. <laughs> but it is a weird thing because I mean, I so I was in. Like I was one of those kids that in school and in secondary school, the teachers are like, "Oh, you're you're so clever, you're so smart, you're gonna mm. do you're gonna do so well for yourself." And a little uh, little secret, with Charlie, <laughs> I haven't right. Okay, so, <laughs> so they don't know what they're talking about, do you know? what I mean, because yeah. that's one thing that I do honestly feel about telling um, kids in like secondary school that you know, like, they'll t- they'll tell you that your GCSEs matter. They don't. None of them do. Right? Mm. No, it, the only time exams matter is to get on to the next thing and then once the next thing's on that's made redundant like i have never gone for a job before i was doing stand-up and stuff and they've gone hmm uh, let me just have a look at your gcses do you have your certificates with you i'm like no nah, yeah. a stars in all of them believe me or don't i don't care do you know I mean? it's, yeah it's no it so is
1: and, and and i think i mean i can't speak for you but i i remember some kids like they i used to come in for the exams they'd be like oh i haven't slept and i've practiced every day and studied every day for months and i'll be like really like it, it really took seriously as they should i'm not saying that anyone shouldn't take exams seriously but i'm just oh, saying yeah. like you said how much weight they hold in later life it is a strange thing but i think it's crazy i think yeah they, we just need to be taught different things don't we but school you can learn so much but it, it, it's crazy what what we are taught and then what people go on and do i suppose really
0: yeah, I just I mean I remember being in college. I was in uh, in Sixth Form College and I was like I, I think I chose to study politics, performance, PE, maths all and the general P's. studies. Yeah, all the politics,
1: P's. performance,
0: PE and maths no, okay. and general studies and I failed maths in the first year and I I, w- I was genuinely really good at maths and I enjoyed maths in in like secondary school. I got an A in mm. that and I was dead proud and dead pleased with that yeah yeah and then i thought oh well I'll definitely do a level because i love maths it interests me failed it like got a u it was terrible because i just you know when you just go i hate this this is rubbish i, like, I don't mm. i don't understand why everybody's doing as they're told it's rubbish here right and then went to pe so they started telling me about different muscles and stuff failed that again got an f on that one um, <laughs> and they were like they're like why why did you choose PE? Because I quite like playing football and I'm good at tennis, so that's what I decided. I thought I'd do that. And they went, "Yeah, all oh, right." So you didn't think about the bio. I said, "Of course, I didn't think about the biology side of it. Why do I want to know what muscle I use to just hit it? That's all that matters, you <laughs> know." Yeah,
1: yeah, I I did fall for that same trick. So I was like, "Yeah, PE, that'd be easy. That's yeah. the easiest class. Everyone wants to go for the easy." All my mates, yeah, we picked food technologies, just cooking. It's like, no, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. So. I remember that that side really stumped me as well. I got an A in religious education. Ooh, nice. Me, of all people. <laughs> the faith. I mean, honestly, unbelievable. I don't know how that happened. I'm not religious at all. I think I must have just uh, chatted some nonsense and said, like, I, I think I believe on one answer I said, you know, every religion should be respected and we should all, oh, you know, all that. come as one. And you know, and they they obviously lapped it up being 8A. So I dine out on that. But it always reminds me of that great, um, obviously I won't do it justice now, but that great gag in Only Falls and Horses where Del Boy is talking about his GCSE results. And he goes, yeah, I've got 10, 10 A's, 10 A's. And everyone goes, you got 10 A's? And everyone's giving him lots of praise and lots of credit. And then Rodney goes, yeah, A's meaning absent. He didn't turn up for the exactly but he's only got 10 A's. Which is true because no one cares. Everyone goes 10 A's, 10 A's. See, so, yeah. no
0: one checks. Nobody checks. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Nobody checks at all. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. What was your first uh, professional acting job? Ali G. Ali G, yeah. Yeah. Ali G in the house, yeah. You were Tyrone. Was it Tyrone? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I was only I was only in year four, year five at school, really young. Uh, and obviously <laughs> Ali G, I'd never watched it. So well, you shouldn't
0: we, have. I would have said yeah, terrible parenting if you had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done, mum. Um
1: no, so I never watched it. Never I knew that it was it was big. Yeah. Um because but that had been drummed into it's like, oh it's a big audition, LEG, Ali LEG, Ali but so I thought, oh, this must be big, but I, I never really quite knew how big. Um yeah, and and we was never allowed to see the film, so we did. I did it, did the part, and I remember getting teased about it at school. Obviously, kids that were watched it, and I it hadn't was. watched the film, so I was just like, "Yeah." And I, and it wasn't for years later till I watched it. I was like, "Wow, that's why!" Because I've said for years I didn't have any pubes, <laughs> and I and I didn't even know what that meant because I was in year four and year five. Well, so it took me years. I was so naive at going around going, "Yeah, I've got no pubes," didn't realise. <laughs> And and that was the, the mockery. That was at the centre of the bullying. I, I had no idea because I'd never watched it. So yeah, but that that was my first job. But quite quite the introduction. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you owned it. You see, you've owned that joke. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know. Yeah, scars. The mental scars will never go. Down.
0: <laughs> well, you, we talk about mental scars. Try supporting Newcastle United the past few. Yeah. Uh, well, you've played us twice in twice, twice in no one more, week.
1: Please. Oh, I had to wait 120 minutes for a goal as well. Couldn't believe it. And then the second half, the the first half in the league game, I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. I can't face Newcastle again. But yeah, I don't know what's going on with your team. Arsenal, not much better. We've had a a sort of uh, shaky start as well. Now, weirdly, we've got Southampton twice and we just had Newcastle twice. But yeah.
0: Have you always been an Arsenal fan?
1: Yeah, because obviously coming from uh, Islington, North London, I'm you know, sort of five, ten minutes from the stadium, both stadiums, they're only down the road. Um, so it's always a whole family of Arsenal fans. And and it's funny, I was saying this the other day, well, not funny, but um, when Arsenal were, you know, winning titles, champ, uh, Champions League final, you know, Champions League every year, you know, we've been Europa League for years and I haven't mm-hmm. been back in the Champions League for ages. And I remember when I was really young, my uncle said to me, um, Arsenal are playing a game and I think we were, Beating Middlesbrough and it was 4 5 nil, And I said, Yeah, of course we're winning. I said, It's Arsenal. And he said, He said, Won't we like this when I was a kid. He went, Oh, he said, You know, it won't always be this way. We won't win all like this all the time. He we went, You better embrace this. And I went upstairs and was like, plonker what's he on about? Don't <laughs> talk to me like that. I thought, Geez, clueless. I thought, like, this is easy. We made it. We were like literally, we got to the FA Cup final every year back yeah. then, Arsenal. And but it stuck with me. I have no idea why. And now I look at it and I'm just like, it really does. It's going cycles. And now Arsenal, we're not the powerhouse that we once were in terms of competing. No one sees us as that. They sort of see us like, oh, we might get a result here when we play Arsenal. Mm. And you know, we're not we're not challenging for at the top. And it, it is quite sad. And uh hopefully we'll get back to that. But you know, I, I mean the game's changed so much. But um I, I can't even sort of I find it hard. To, to watch the games in a minute A because we're not great but B I don't know is is it the fans is it this whole lockdown but I find myself very easily distracted Oh, uh, no, I, I want... I'm
0: exactly the same I think it is like 10 minutes in I'm, I'm
1: on the phone yeah, yeah I, I don't know why I, I, I can't understand it Cal I mean I try to work it out but with me the idea of the game excites me more than the game so today I'll be like oh great something's on Arsenal Newcastle brilliant BBC One half five all day I'm um, sort of Working towards that deadline. Working towards right. I left my dinner at that time. You know, like pipe and slippers, r five football, all at the same time. And then it gets to it. I'm like, check my phone. What's what's yeah. Twitter saying? Or oh, like, I, I, no, I can't can't work it out. It's very very strange. Yeah,
0: no, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm a huge tennis fan, as you know as well. And mm. it's. Uh there have been a couple of grand slams obviously the french open was rearranged to later in the year we had the australian the u.s open as well sorry not in that order u.s first then uh french then australians around this time they're gearing up to it Pfft, I'm not interested you know and just mm. it's like normally i would sit and i would watch every match i'd watch the the u.s open until stupid o'clock in the morning and go yeah. to bed at five o'clock and then wake up at one two-ish and then carry on but it just hasn't interested me at all because there's no, there's no crowds there. There's, there's no atmosphere. Yeah, it's,
1: I don't know. It feels like we're watching, I don't know, a, a different product entirely. But what, because um, I'm not, I, I, I enjoy tennis, but I wouldn't know any of the storylines happening around, like any of the, yeah, the, yeah. the off-court drama. But one <laughs> that obviously has been quite a, a, a big one in the last couple of weeks, The are they quarantining for Australian Open? Djokovic yes. wanted player courts. He made a, a list of yeah. demands. <laughs> Oh, Diva
0: Djokovic! Yeah, what do you make of it? <laughs> ridiculous oh. requests he was asking for. Which, was it really? Yeah, I mean, he wanted he wanted uh, private access to to courts just for the players. They want the, but it just gets ridiculous. More ridiculous as the list went down. He goes, oh, all players should be on the same floor and be able to go between their their coaches. Coached, and you go, yeah. okay, fine, I understand that. But there's no reason why you can't do something over Zoom if it's just tactics and stuff. Um, but physical, okay, yeah, I do get that. You should be in the same bubble sort of thing. You should be able to quarantine together. Are you telling me that Australia's got none of those cheap hotel hotels that have two rooms with one door in between them? Have they not got one of them? I bet they have. Do you know they can use yeah, that? Yeah. But as the list goes further down, they said, we all need to have private courts. And you go, there's like over 100 courts players that are going to be playing in it and you want to find 100 tennis courts so they can all have one each. That is ludicrous. Mm. It's just not going to happen, you know? And it's just, yeah. oh, well, it's just stupid.
1: Stupid, man. He's, he, there's a bit of drama that follows Djokovic. I'm not sure. Remember he had that? Was that? This is where I'm losing time. But when he hit the, was it the... That was um, the US Open. He hit
0: the uh, He hit, hit, hit someone. He, he
1: got disqualified, didn't
0: he? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. What did you make it at? Well, I mean, I don't. I honestly don't think he he meant it. In, like, per, I don't think he meant it. But I do. Do you? <laughs> I'm going out there on the limb. No, Vat, call me if you want to talk about
1: it. But I think you meant it. I think you meant it.
0: Good riddance. <laughs> but the the rules clearly state that you need to be <laughs> yeah. uh, you need to be disqualified. In fact, that's just reminded me. Uh, Tim Henman was disqualified from Wimbledon one year uh, because he smacked a ball down onto the floor and it hit a ball girl in the face, and. It, this is proper weird, and I can't believe I'm telling you this, right. but um, I used to play tennis quite a lot when I was a kid, and I ran a lot You weren't well. that little kid, was you? Little no, little no, I wasn't. I wasn't. But <laughs> um, because of the way I used to play tennis, and I'd shuffle forward on my feet, I'd always get really bad ingrowing toenails, right? and right. Uh, It's just so ludicrous, such a tangent, <laughs> I don't know why. But I went to the doctors about it, and they said, look, we're going to have to operate on it. And they say you operate, mm. it's just snap it off, basically. I was like, right, yeah. okay. And They say, they like, just get out like a, a nail file. Yeah, here, yeah. The <laughs> there you go. Table. Off your pop. Ooh. Stick your foot and in this I'm with a load of fish. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I went in and they said, oh, we've got some students here. Do you mind if maybe mm. one of them tries the the injection of the anaesthetic? And I'm like, whenever there's student doctors, I'm like, yeah, crack on. You have to learn somehow, don't you? I'm not fussed. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah.
1: Apart from any student hairdressers, when they go, we'll give you half price. I think, no, no, no. What? They've yeah. not done it before.
0: Nah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Don't want to mow and just yet. I've got very little hair, so I need to be careful as to how much <laughs> they cut off. So, <laughs> but I went even more so. so. Yeah. Do you know what? I'll pay full price for you not to do it. How about that? That's yeah. great. And then I'll pay an extra half on top of that. Uh, so yeah, I'm just having this, and what I found out that one of the students there, the girl, the girl, the female doctor that was doing it, she was the the ball girl that Tim Hemman hit.
1: Right. No.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it was totally crazy because the doctor was saying like, uh, "Oh, how did you do?" He said, oh, "I, I think it's from my tennis shoes and uh, not? and uh, he pointed at one of the doctors and said, "Oh, you, you, you used to be a ball girl at Wimbledon, didn't you?" And I went. Oh, did you? She went. Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, Tim Heman hit me with a ball. That's why he got disqualified. I went. Bloody hell! I said, that's crazy. And uh, I said, well, I said, I think it's only fair that you uh, you get to uh, inject my foot, as, so I can have a claim to fame. And I'll be honest. I wish I had a tennis ball in a racket after she did it. Cause she'd have made a right dog's ear of it. And
1: I- <laughs> <laughs> Did you go back and Google that clip and like, she done it? Yeah, I was like, she
0: did it. Yeah, yeah, she did it. And if anything, I was willing for Tim and I hope, I wish he hit it twice. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) I I like old Tim. I'm I'm a big fan of old Tim. I like Tim. Come on, Tim. Come on. Yeah. Hemman Hill. Have you ever been starstruck? Um... Because I suppose, I mean, looking back, if your first job was Ali G, you'd never seen the show. You were too young yeah. to know. So you wouldn't be starstruck from there. What about on EastEnders or anything? Were there any yeah, guys you on Yeah, you know what? I,
1: or... I, I, I I do get uh, sort of, ooh, like a little pinch me moment all the time, really, when I was back on it, because everything I've sort of ever done, I, I, I always, I think maybe that's why I never, hopefully, touch would never get complacent in anything I do, really, no matter how long I'm there or how short I'm there, because you... Uh, you never know what can happen, who's next in. But I'm always sort of like, wow, this is this is such and such, and this is. So all the time at extended, but even eight years in, I would still be like, cool. I'm doing a scene in the Vic, or I'm doing a scene in, like even I'd I'd not say I was part of the furniture, but I'd been there a while myself. But still, those moments and working with you know whether it was June Brown or Adam Woodjet, Steve McFadden, to me that was they're the heavyweights, the yes. national treasures. Surreal, of the it? show, and yeah. So, I always considered myself really lucky, and and anything I ever done with if anyone of note was sort of working there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And, and even where me and you met at Love Sport, if we'd have a certain, and you were starstruck um, about
0: me, were you? Oh, yeah, right, guess, yeah,
1: so I yeah. See, that's right. what I was sort of, yeah, you know, doing that show with you, just sorry, I need a minute,
0: hold up. Uh, it really brought just... you down to earth, yeah,
1: didn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I just had a frog in the throat, no, so. <laughs> um you know and sometimes you know you know on the show we speak to ex-pros or mm. managers and all right they might have not been in the hall of fame anytime soon but they were still for that young boy if you're like oh you know i collected a panini sticker of that guy yeah. or you know i remember him talking on match of the day so it if i said it to anyone else they might have been like yeah all right like big yeah. deal but to me it is a big deal so yeah uh, it, it genuinely happens a lot more than you think really i mean even even doing little things like this i think that like, it's it's quite lucky like we get to do a pod and we get to talk and i, I feel quite I, I always feel quite lucky in that sense i'm not explaining myself well but no 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 yeah.
0: I, I i totally understand cuz i mean i think it it's a weird it's a weird feeling being starstruck in that there are so many comedians out there that I am mm. just in awe of. However, I've met loads of fantastically famous comedians and I'm, I'm never starstruck, so to speak, because I just see them as, Oh, they're a comic. I'm a comic. We're peers. That's it. We're just, we work colleagues. Do you know what I mean? Mm. However, I've, unfortunately I've never met, uh, Billy Connolly. However, I have seen him live and I was in awe of him. Um, mm. But, and I, Genius. I, but oh yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I presume it's it's probably because I have that sort of thing in my head where I go, oh no, they're on the he or she's on the same playing field. as he? They're a comic. I'm a comic. Mm. Let's carry on. However, when I meet someone that's not not in my trade, so to speak, so I when I met Tim Healy a few years ago, I was mm. like proper starstruck because it's just you just go. Whoa, that, that's that's Tim Healy that. And to most people you go, hi Tim Healy, what about it? He goes, nah, but that's Tim Healy that. Yeah, yeah. Is, but it,
1: and and that's the crazy thing. I think maybe the the thing that I get starstruck about is more I feel like I I, I love and enjoy a lot of things and it's more their work, their talent. If, yeah. if, so, like you said with Billy Connolly, so I might not get starstruck by speaking to him if they was in the same room, like, oh that's you know, that's Tim Healy. but I'll go, oh, he's his, his body of work he's works like i'm real i'm starstruck like you was in this show and you done this and like oh yeah. cool, what was that like like t- tell me of that experience like it's more you want to pick their brain i'm starstruck like wow you you done this film you shared a set with or you did a radio show rather than oh i feel a bit nervous to talk to him in the room do you know what i mean yeah yeah because yeah. It, I, of- I feel like i can sort of hold my own in a conversation Apart from when I'm doing a podcast, but um, <laughs> but it's it's more like wow, you you you've had this experience. That must have yeah. been like I can't even sort of get my head round. It's now.
0: kind of like a positive envy, isn't it? And envy is probably mm. the wrong word, but like, but it's not. I'm trying to think admiration, but it's not admiration. Yeah. It's something a little bit more than that, and like it is kind of like. Oh, you jummy bastard! You managed to do that. That's amazing. How did mm. you do it? Do you know what I mean? You just go, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. I, I can't think of the right word for it. Uh, what was your most recent acting job that you did?
1: Oh, so a, a long time ago now. Because obviously, I've been doing the radio and the voiceover stuff. But I did. Oh, I did a short. I did a play uh, a few years back, and I've not done many plays. But it's something I always wanted to do, especially after coming out of East dennis for being in TV for a uh, considerable time I thought yeah. right let's try theatre and stuff and I did a couple of tours and I loved it and especially when you're you're young and you sort of it's a whole new world and every week's a different town. Yeah. and you know you live out of Costa and Weatherspoons <laughs> and, and and like just so much fun finding a different like dive bar every Friday yes. wherever it was like one week Cardiff one week you know just wherever it was it was just good tours I think especially you know they say it's a young man's game game, don't they really but uh, touring but
0: um, yeah definitely enjoyed it if you could work with any one person
1: past past
0: (laughs) or present the sort of person that you go wow I'm uh, going back to like the Starstruck star thing Mm. who would it be DiCaprio DiCaprio 100% wow do you know when when you said D I thought you were going to go De Niro I thought you were going to go De Niro DiCaprio DiCaprio why so he don't do a bad
1: film does he he's just he for me he's the biggest movie star and all these films I absolutely love i think he's i think he's brilliant in in fairness that is sort of a question where i could reel off 25 people but you know not to sit on the fence and pick one i would have to say uh dicaprio i just yeah i think he's uh, i'm unbelievable big big fan of his work won't get starstruck though hold me
0: on definitely He'll get starstruck though. He'll get starstruck. You <laughs> yeah, see, You see, once you once you finish doing your play with him, he he'll said, go on you to the Don't was going to get
1: my coffee. I said, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Leo. One sugar was it? Yeah, don't worry. Oat milk. Yeah, I got it, mate. Don't you? Oh, almond. Sorry, sorry, Leo.
0: <laughs> Let's say, for argument's sake, the pandemic ends tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. What's next for you? Uh,
1: shift this weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the thing. Do you know? You it's quite interesting to say that because we're all like, oh, nothing to do, and then when it it does end, no one's got. Well, I've not got really any plans in place. Yeah. I, I guess maybe we're hoping that then the sort of field we're in starts to open up again and, and things go back to normal, but. I don't know because the worry is now this is becoming our normal, isn't it? I guess. And like I said earlier, I feel like I'm I'm far easily, uh, I'm I'm more distracted now and I'm more, I have less discipline. Like some days I'm like, right, I want to, try to get back to writing or I want to do this. And I can't, Cow. I can't look at a piece of paper. I think, nah. And, yeah. and you know, you, then you get that little message on your phone that says your usage is up by 5 million percent. <laughs> You're now on your phone for 23 hours and 58 minutes. And I'm that's like, impossible. <laughs> it's like, I, I sleep more than two minutes and it's ridiculous. So, uh, I'm, I'm trying to use the phone less, which is impossible. Yeah. Um, because you can be on it all day. Can't you? Oh, it's just, easily. I just sit, sit, all I do is sit and look at a phone. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm trying like it's bad because I'm 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 not getting back to people as quick, but I, I'm trying to like this is ridiculous. Please don't laugh. I'm trying to give myself like slots when I can look at my phone because honest, honestly, because do you, I get embarrassed easily at, at, at silly silliness in terms of so if you said to me what have you been up to? What have you been up to today? I'm like oh I've got I've got nothing to answer that. Kel's gonna think I'm a loser. I'm do, not doing nothing. <laughs> right? What have I done with my day? Right? And then, sort of, searching. So I feel silly. I feel embarrassed. And I don't want to say, well, nothing, mate. I've just been sitting at my phone all day. Do you know what I mean? Because (laughs) what kind of loser are you? So I'm trying to give myself, I'm the loser that gives myself slots rather than (laughs) looking all day instead, (laughs) (laughs) which is ridiculous.
0: No, it's not. No, it's not. Because I give myself slots, but only for the jigsaw, you see. So I go, right, okay, I'll do do an hour of jigsaw here. (laughs) And then I'll, I might read some book and, and then we'll, we'll carry on. And that sort of thing.
1: Mm. It's, it's yes, yeah, it's farcical. But that, that thing where it tells you how much you've been on your phone. Stupid idea. Right. Who invented yeah. that? I don't need to know.
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous. I've got one final question for you, Charlie. Uh, Go for it. Who of your show business celebrity friends would you like to see on this podcast? Oh... <laughs> Oh, he's put me on the spot. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Um, Do you know who, who weirdly, uh, we've got a... Uh, well, I could be bigging it up here. Who I've grown quite close to and we've got, I would say, I'm sure he wouldn't say, we've got quite a, a nice friendship like me and you yourself, is someone I've stayed in touch with from Love Sport is Martin Allen. Martin and Allen, yeah. What's ridiculous is that you mention that, but sometimes I'm like, Martin Allen's... I say... Well, Martin Allen's just texted me. And I always, I always refer to him as his full name. Yeah. It's not Martin. I'm, like, well, Martin. I'm like, Martin Allen's just sent me a text. <laughs> I, it's unbelievable. I'm like, you know, Martin Allen? Allen of Martin. Martin, yeah, that one. Yeah, he just texted me. It's, like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and so we've been having like lockdown texts. It'd be funny. Well, I don't know if he would be funny. He fi- he'd probably finds everything unamusing. But, um, but that's what's funny Alaska. about
0: Martin. He's very funny yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. And I... I don't know maybe why he's taken a shine to me. My sort of natural instinct very early on, which means I probably like you, I take the the mick out of people. I try to sort of diffuse it and like sort of, you know, everyone on the same level really. And I'm quite, not brutal to him, but always digging him out. And I don't know, maybe it's because everyone is probably a little bit tiptoes with him where I've just always dug him out and we probably get on. I don't know why.
0: Well, I remember the first time I met him, I was doing, I think I was doing a handover for, for the, our show, the, um, for the afternoon show that I used to do from 12 at the weekend. And he was saying... Johnny sleeping. Bell and Martin Sperling. Did <laughs> we get them on? Oh, Bell and Sperling. Well, I've had Johnny John Sperling. Johnny Sperling's already <laughs> no, been you on. you not. I have. What? Johnny Before Spur- me? Yeah. Right. Erase this episode. Fuming. Well, I, fuming. I've recorded one with Johnny already. I've already recorded oh. one with Johnny, so it hasn't gone out o- yet. We don't know. Oh two oh eight. Ch- Seventy twenty five. I'm killing you, you up can now. I do that job. Well, you had to get experience if you don't let me do. Well, let me do it. Oh, I'll do this one. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. I only came out for a loaf of bread. What's coming up? <laughs> oh, a... Yes, he has. Legend. I have recorded a podcast with the uh, Spurling. Um, And it was exactly how you imagine it would be.
1: (laughs) But but that's exactly what I want and what I sign up for. So
0: this is music to one's ears. (laughs) When I first met Martin, we were doing a handover and uh, I started doing Donald Trump. And when I do a voice or an impression or something, I Mm. can get away with murder, really, because it's not me doing it. It's Mm. "It's the Donald being very rude. And uh, Martin Allen was looking at me and... You know the way Martin looks at you? It's kind of like, I don't know whether he's impressed or he's going to lamp me. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he, he plays into that as well. But he, he, he's he got a heart of gold. He's he's a big softie. But, um, oh, that's so funny. I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah, that's 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 hilarious. That's that's actually tickled me. Are you going to now also do... Because Trump's gone. You're going to have to work on your Biden
0: impression. I am going to have to work on Biden. Yeah, yeah, I am. But I... I don't. He's got a very he's... nothingness voice, to be honest with you. But um, I yeah, am he's not got on. the
1: character as he? he's not got the personality. Really, is no. a. No, no. Is that Trump? He's he's superb. He I'm sure Donald down. won't. Yeah, I'm sure he won't be far from uh, the newsday Donald. I'm yeah. sure something. He might be a sharing
0: a cell with Joe Exotic before we know it. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, there
1: so you go. Should have pardoned him. He yeah. <laughs> won't want that. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on the Cal Halbert podcast. Cal, thank you. It was an honour, mate. I appreciate being asked. Thank you, mate. <laughs>
0: The Cal Halbert Podcast. And there we go. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Cal Halbert Podcast. Charlie's a great guy and a very good friend. And he's a very, very funny man as well. So easy to talk to. As he says, cheeky chappy, isn't he? That's that's what he is. Uh, If you like this podcast, please, please, please share. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you can, give us five stars. It makes it really, really easy for other people to be able to find us. Thank you. See you next week. The Cal Halbert Podcast. You've been listening to a Calvert Media production.